Station post-game Brent Gunning, Gord Stellick alongside me. And if you can't get excited about a win at home against the Montreal Canadiens when Austin Matthews is doing his thing and the Leafs clinch a playoff spot, maybe not the show for you, but I know you're excited about it, just like my co-host is, Gord Stellick. How you doing this evening? Um, that's a great word. That's a great word. You know, we're, I was talking about it. You did a hit with Roger LeJoie as well about... Mm. Whether it was Josh Donaldson, his year with the Jays, Kawhi Leonard, his year with the Raptors. And, you know, in this case, Austin Matthews has been around a lot longer. Those two were with their respective teams. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's really that kind of magical, wonderful, special season. Yeah, we, we, have to, we have to start there. I know it seems like literally every single time someone is talking about the Toronto Maple Leafs. Is there anybody else on the team? Honestly, maybe it doesn't matter. That's not to take anything away from John Tavares and Mitch Marner. And hey, nice little game from Eric Schalgren tonight. But when there is a season like this, we need to one, talk about it all the time. And two, hammer home just how special it is. Because even for a player like this, this stretch isn't promise. This is gravy beyond what we expect from a guy like this. It just seems like every single night you feel like he has his... You know, I don't want to say crowning achievement because that's going to come in the playoffs, but it feels like, okay, there it is. He passed Rick Vive, and he scores two more goals in the first five minutes of this game tonight. It's just, uh, it is incredible what he's able to do and the lift he's able to give this team every single night. Well, our man Stevie Fellin on top of things, like the obscure records, because we know, you know, the ones about Rick Vive and all-time Leaf records. So mm-hmm. first time some Leaf player has scored Two goals in less than 30 seconds against Montreal since Ron Ellis did in 1965. Like, wow. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. It keeps going on. Like, I'll, I'll put Mitch Martyr in that separate class as well because he's something special. Mm-hmm. But, you know, who knows down the road? I mean, maybe down the road Mitch Martyr will be a guy that will vie for the Hart Trophy. Don't know. But right now, this this kind of dominance. I mean, there was uh, – uh, I, I, I think I'm trying to remember who we had on or we were talking to someone about Doug Gilmore's – kind of 1993 was a real magical season it was later in his career he wasn't drafted by the least but I concur and I think the only next thing Austin Matthews and the team need to do is get some playoff success to go on top of that but no flat out this is uh, you know and I got a lot of respect and love for Borja Somming and Daryl Sittler and Wendell Clark and Matt Sundin and Doug Gilmore but this and Ricky Vive uh, this is the best the best I've ever seen a Maple Leaf in an individual season and he, and this run at the end really kind of slams it home. Fifty in fifty, Gord. Like we've done, we've done all the talking about this guy, and I know it's been a bit of what we're talking about. We haven't even mentioned that number. You know, Gretzky did it in thirty nine, and of course, nobody's ever going to match that. I didn't know if we'd see another sixty goal season in the NHL, and I'm not going to say he's not going to do that anymore. I figured he would have ended up at fifty eight or fifty nine. Well, he's at fifty eight now. Like it is incredible what what he's able to do. You know, sixty is definitely, of course, in play. Only two guys have done that in the last, you know, in this century in the NHL. It's Alex Ovechkin and and it's Steven Stamkos. The fact that you're seeing it now and it's with a player who, look, if he just scored goals, 60 would be a special season. But he does all the other stuff too, Gord. I mean, you know, he's he's below 50% of the faceoff circle tonight. That's a rare night that that happens for him. But the two-way dominance he has, you see him going at feet, uh, Petrie with the physical play. This would be a special season if he was a one-dimensional goal scorer. But he's so much more than that even, Gord. 
Yet again, cite Steve Fellin that uh, his last 82 regular season games, 71 goals. And again, so that that's kind of like that grand slam that, where people cheat and take three tournaments from one year and one the next year. But anyway, puts again in context what you're talking about, Brent. And the the other part, learning how to be a two-way player. And, you know, Mitch Marner gets a lot of justifiable props that he's really been a solid two-way player. And Matthew's case, playing center, hard position, really hard to do when you're 19. Uh, the year before Connor McDavid did it, he was 18. Then Matthews to play, you know, not just score a ton of goals, but, you know, figure it out and play and compete and skate. And it's it's the most difficult to play two ways. He's done that. Then the next level is maybe, I don't, I'm trying to remember other years, Brent, but it's just this year more than ever, it's that ability that when Austin Matthews is near you, you're screwed. You have the puck and everything looks great. And all of a sudden he has the puck and things don't look so great for you. Like whatever this ability to, you know, again, we're talking about the hand-eye coordination, all these other elements. That's the part I've really noticed. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. And that's what happens when a player kind of grows in leaps and bounds before your very eyes. You know, we all go back to the first game and he's in Ottawa and he's scoring four. And man, how can it get much better than this? And this is how you, you just see this this two way dominance unfolding before your eyes. And again, I, I have to say it because I know there's at least a segment of the people out there doing it. Yes, to stamp this home, this needs to happen in the playoffs. But I refuse to believe a guy like this is going to he might take half a step back because the playoffs are harder. But when a guy's going like this, I mean, if he gives you 75% of what he's been giving you, it's enough for him to kind of check that box in the playoffs. And not that he's going to ease off in any way. It's just, you know, that's always the worry here, right? Well, will this translate? What will it mean in the playoffs? And when you see a guy like this and Gord, it's the thing I've been kind of hammering home is you want to be peaking right at the right time. And yeah, okay. I know there's still a little less than a month left in the NHL season right now, but this is a guy who is just hitting his absolute peak stride heading into playoffs yeah and you know um what we've chatted about we will continue because we do over analyze playoffs of years gone by but that is the bane of leaf fans existence and their concern and their trepidation and all those things and we talk about montreal and columbus the last two but you go back to those boston series and now you look back at with revisionist history which is always easy and i there were a lot of positives about mike babcock don't get me wrong there really were he was the right guy in many ways for the Leaf team back then. But the fact that Austin Matthews came in like Connor McDavid, they came in as kick-ass rookies. They did. Not like Alexis Lafreniere or Nico Heischer. I mean, they were dominant, dominant, dominant players. And they were a big reason, or he was a big reason the Leafs were in the playoffs. And then Mike Babcock said, we got to do it the Babcock way. And his ice time was limited. And he had to race off the ice for line changes and all that crap. You know, that's why I love Bruce Boudreau. Sometimes things are simple and just let them be simple right you know he just would put Ovi out all the time because why would you not put Alexander Ovechkin out all the time if he's going to be on the you know that kind of stuff and Mike Babcock decided to overcoach in the playoffs that it had to be the Mike Babcock way you know look back like like what a disservice to us what a disservice to Maple Leaf fans what a disservice to the team and what a disservice to Austin Matthews 
Yeah, that that's exactly where where I look at it or how I look at it as well, Gord. You know, just thinking, you're talking about the playoffs there and Matthews not getting enough run in playoffs pass, and that's absolutely true. And you know, we talk so much about, or you know, Keith has talked so much about, I need that checking line. And obviously, with the way the lineup's going right now, he hasn't been hammering home that point. But that was such a big talking point early on in the season. I need that matchup line for when the playoffs roll around. And I'm not saying you're going to use Austin Matthews like a matchup line in the playoffs because guess what he's going to win any matchup but I almost think of him or that line because again we're talking about Matthews but that that duo and Michael Bunting as well they have been tremendous they feel to me like an ace in baseball no matter how the game is going every fourth shift is going to roll around or third shift is going to roll around and that line's going to go over the boards and much like Roy Halladay back on some not great Blue Jays teams he would just give you a chance he kind of changed the momentum give you a different look and it feels like that's what this Leafs team not that that was the case tonight because you know I thought the Leafs played a great game obviously Montreal pushed a little later on but if you're in a playoff game where the momentum is just not going your way and let's say it's Tampa you have in the first round and it's just Kucherov and Stamkos and they're coming at you wave after wave you throw that Matthews line over the board and right now it feels like that's almost a guaranteed you win the shift and kind of turn the game back in your favor and that's honestly something I think will really really bode well for them and come playoff time well let's talk about the jays talk about last night right i mean that that's kind (laughs) of how you feel that you know it's funny texas up seven nothing i was out curling and we're watching it and people are getting all on them and and my wife lisa says well they come back and win it and they did (laughs) you know like just you know you know and to come back and win it you got to have that kind of firepower and i'm not saying for the leafs go down seven nothing but i just mean about like why is it montreal of all things not like last year that comes back and wins two two goal deficit games and in, in you know like yeah like come on seriously that's the kind of stuff you expect the Toronto Maple Leafs to be able to do Florida did it Florida did it the other night you know that's kind of a knockoff that way but just yeah that's another way like it doesn't have to be a two one perfect playoff game it's kind of like okay whatever the game's going you get down and then just once. Once in the playoffs, like I'm talking a deep run, you know, you, you look back and say, yeah, they came back from that three-goal deficit. And generally, a team that wins the Stanley Cup, I, I don't doubt, well, maybe a two-goal deficit, I'll say, but something, that, something like that along, way, along the way is you find different ways to win. Yeah, that's exactly it. And Gord, you've done a great job of kind of hammering that home or that point home all season. Yes, there have been wins that leads have slipped away and there have been games that, you know, it wasn't the prettiest picture, but you get the two points and that's what it's all about when we finally get to game 83. No, you won't be getting two points. You'll be getting a check in your box for the series, but that's that's what it's all about is finding a way. Look, there's going to be a night where the Matthews line isn't going to have it and you're going to need Tavares to step up or you're going to need Nylander to be that guy and this team hasn't had to do it very much this year because that line's been so good but that's what it's kind of all about is finding uh, different ways we've we've gushed ad, uh, ad nauseum about Austin Matthews and why wouldn't we he scored 57 and goals 58 on the season tonight let's hear from the Leaf center you think your team's performance you know for the whole night tonight oh solid I thought um you know Shelley made some really big saves when when we had little uh Little hiccups. Uh, they were, you know, they're a fast team, skilled. They like to get in behind, and um, you know, they were able to a couple times. But uh, Shelley stood really strong, and um, I thought that third period was really solid from us too. Uh, I don't think we took our foot off the gas. We just kept playing, and uh, obviously a really big uh, penalty kill from all uh, the killers out there in the last two minutes. You uh, got a chance to see Rick High before the game this morning. What was that like? Yeah, it was great. Um, 
you know, he, he had some really nice words, obviously, uh, guys like him, uh, that have come before us really paved the way and, um, you know, showed what it really means to be a Toronto Maple Leaf. So, uh, it's a big honor to obviously be in the same sentence as him and, um, you know, just some, some really nice words, uh, from him and, uh, this morning. So, uh, just a really, really cool day. These guys have played tough this year. What stands out, especially the last couple ones against Montreal and how they're playing under Marty St. Louis? No, I think they're, uh, you know, they're, they're a good team. They've got, obviously got really good players and, um, you know, they're really good at capitalizing on, on the other team's mistakes. So, you know, you give them an inch and, and they really take a yard. So, uh, I think that's, um, you know, something that we got to be aware of, uh, against teams like this, that, um, you know, play with a lot of speed, have a lot of skill, get guys in behind you and you just have to be aware when you're on the ice all the time. But obviously, uh, you know, since the coaching change, they've definitely, uh, changed their game around a lot and have, have really kind of, uh, come together and they don't make it easy on you. How do you spend the day off for Austin? I don't know. I mean, we'll see. Uh, you know, I got the Masters. Uh, hopefully it's nice out. Maybe go for a walk and just hang out. I don't know. I don't have too many plans. Just uh, just laying low. Not too many of these days left. So. In the Masters pool, who you got? Uh, yeah, I am. Um, I think my best guy right now is Cameron Smith, so I think he's looking pretty decent so far. So, Austin Matthews and the Leaf Speed, both after my own heart, finishing up a scrum with Austin Matthews, talking about the Masters. I'm pulling for Cam Smith tomorrow too, Austin. So uh, I love to hear that. And and you know he talks about the 50 goal or sorry the uh, the MVP chance he gets. He had the little meet and greet with Rick Vive and Gord. You you've you've talked about this a lot. I I really like the opportunity that the Leafs have used to kind of. I don't know, reintroduce Rick Vive to people. You know, he's been doing hits and, you know, it's just a name that's been kind of lost a little bit and not lost to history, but kind of lost on the tip of people's tongues lately. And I think it's really nice that obviously this moment's all about Matthews and what the team's doing, but it's been nice for Rick Vive to get a, a little bit of spotlight as well. Well, I like you, you Brent Gunning and Sam McKee do an excellent job on the golf show. I know it just oh, got started. Look you. forward to it. And, and I know you can't beat the Masters. That's like game seven of the Stanley Cup. So uh, what Austin Matthews is going to do tomorrow, a lot of us are going to do tomorrow. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, Rick, Rick Five, um, I really, um, you know, Rick, Rick, Rick had some issues post-career, which he, which he's been very candid about. You know, and um, that might be part of why he has not got the just due and why he, he's not a Leafs ambassador, which he really should be with who they have now. And I really admire Rick for what he's done post-career to get his life back back on track. You know, I got to know him. I, was, I worked there. I got to know him mm-hmm. the headiest of times as a 20-something kicking ass and scoring those 350-goal seasons. And not a very good Leaf team, not a strong leadership group around him. And uh, he wore that Leaf jersey with so much pride on and off the ice. And, Brent, you don't know him. Um, and I like that you're – I sound like I'm admonishing you. That's not what I'm doing. <laughs> I'll I try, mean, Gord. Yeah, no, I, I just – yeah, I just mean about – because you're talking about his legacy as Austin is as well. And you look at it and it's very impressive. And, um, yeah, like I see him in the alumni golf tournaments. He's, a, you know, he's around. It's – you know he's he's a part of it and stuff, but I think I think you're right. I think you're like Brent. Like I'm very biased, but yeah, may, maybe like we should show more appreciation and love for what Rick accomplished. And I know it would mean the world to him. It's not up to me. It's up to other people. But they've done a really good job with that within the Maple. Uh, no, really good. That's an understatement. They've they've hit it off the charts in the Maple Leaf organization about uh, welcoming and acknowledging 
not just the great players, but anyone that wore that jersey for even one game, they wore it with a lot of pride. Yeah, that's uh, that that's exactly the case, and and you know you you mention it there. It's just it's one of those names, you know. We always remember Salming, and you know even even going back way way bo- way before that, Mahavlich and Bauer and and Broda and names like that, and of course you know Gilmore and Clark and Andrewchuk and Poppin, and then in the Sundin era, and you know unfortunately it's because of the the team success there. But you rip off fifty goals in three straight seasons is a leaf. Uh, you should definitely definitely uh, get your due. He is he is the third most. In- important member of his line i think he would agree with me saying that but a key cog nonetheless let's hear from least forward michael bunting it's pretty remarkable uh i think what is that 50 51 goals in the last 50 games or something like that so that's pretty unbelievable everything he's shooting right now is going in the net and that's great for us and it, it's it's pretty fun to watch and especially having a, a front row uh, seat to it uh, I'm enjoying it a lot. So, um, you know, he, he's an exceptional player and it's showing that. You were saying he was surprised uh, that he got the tribute at the first commercial timeout. Uh, did you sense that from him that he did a little extra motion tonight? Yeah, he was definitely, um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure he appreciated that a lot. He was down at the other end of the bench for me, so I didn't really get to see him, but I'm sure he appreciates that a lot. He's put in the work and that's a one hell of an achievement to, you know, uh, be now the, uh, season lead goals in the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, so that's uh, pretty cool. I think that's awesome. Obviously, that's that was our goal going into the season is going to the playoffs. So now, you know, we can look forward to that. We've clinched a spot, and um, you know, we got ten games to go. We got to play um, good hockey and, and playoff hockey and, and get ready for it. So, uh, you know, the grind starts right now. That's the key, though, to try to have that intensity in every year the last ten years. Yeah, I think so. I think if you you know play playoff hockey for the last ten, you go right into playoffs. Um, playing that regularly and I think that's a, a big part so um, you know what it was a good win tonight and we got to look forward to Tuesday. What uh, sparked the Brujala between you and Whiteman after the second goal? I don't know. Hey, we'll just uh, leave that between me and him but you know that's that's hockey and that, that's fun so it's all good. Yeah yeah it is what it is you know like I said before, I can't get too high on the highs and too low on the lows. You know, I'm still contributing offensively, and I'm still trying to play my my role of uh, creating uh, turnovers, forcing turnovers, and you know, playing in front of that net. And it just hasn't been going in for me right now. And that is what it is. But you know what? We're winning games, and Maddie's scoring out well, and so is Mitchie. So you know what? That's all right. Is <laughs> <laughs> it hard to tune it out? Like, do you feel it when you haven't scored in a while? Yeah. Anyone uh, that says they're not thinking about it is lying. So. Um, yeah, obviously I want to contribute offensively in that way too. I want to score goals and not, uh, you know, I am getting assists and, and stuff like that, but you know, goals are fun too, but it is what it is. I'm happy that we're winning and, um, yeah, that's really, that's all that matters right now. It, you know, points don't really matter right now. We're going to the playoffs and we got 10 games to go. So, um, you know, hopefully I, I can get one here and, and roll that into playoffs and never look back. Crowd chanting uh, MVP for Austin. He's saying he's giving them chills. Is that register with you as well? Like, does that amp you up when you hear that? Well? Yeah, that's it's pretty cool. Um, it's pretty cool to see the fans are are behind them. You know, the greatest fans uh, in Toronto. They're so passionate, and, and uh, you know, hear them chant that. And even in the morning skate today, we had some fans out there tonight uh, today, and they were chant- chanting MVP when he got on the ice. So I'm sure that gives him a, a lot of extra momentum. So uh, it's pretty cool to see. Have a front row seat to this history, being a guy from here, cheer for this team. Yeah, it's 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 fun. It's it's fun to you know see see it uh, front row and 
you know, be his lineman and be his friend. And uh, I couldn't be happier for him. He's such a good guy off the ice and he's such an exceptional player on the ice. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm ecstatic for him. And every time he scores, I, it's like I scored or anybody on the team, actually, anytime Matty scores, everyone's so excited. So um, hopefully he can keep piling on for the last 10. There is Michael Bunting following the Leafs' win at home over the Canadians. Of course, the big story tonight, Austin Matthews with a pair of goals in the first period, and the win clinches a playoff spot for the Leafs. They're now at 100 points on the year. Gord, I can't imagine how annoying it would be to have Austin Matthews just a blasted a goal through your goaltender. you got to put up with Mitch Marner, who's dancing around out there. And then, lo and behold, Michael Bunting is just yelling in your face after a Matthews goal. That's what happened right before the dust-up with Weidman. Uh, you know, he's bunting is not the most important player on this team by all means, but I can't wait to watch him annoy people in the playoffs. Well, okay. Here's the deal. Okay. Cause there, there, there's a Nazem Kadri comparable and they there need that. They need what Nazem Kadri had. They need what Michael bunting brings. I thought, I think it was Kevin. I think it was Kevin BX tonight. I could be wrong, but anyway, the, the point being is I like that, except if Matthews and Marner are on the ice with you all the time and things escalate, that's not good, right? That, that That's the only thing. And that's not on, like, because, you know, it, it's something to keep in mind because all of a sudden, you know, in playoffs, it's kind of a free shot at those guys. And um, someone will try to take them off or someone will try to, I shouldn't say try to injure them, but I don't doubt it, you know? So that's my only caveat about that, that if he were on a different line, um, I, w- I would like it more because I, I don't think that's a necessary spice on that line. But it's part of his makeup, and I respect that. I respect that. That's what's made him be a, a, a very viable candidate for Rookie of the Year and a guy that's fit in so well on that line. So um, like, like I believe I'm throwing the positive there. I am. But I'm just saying in playoffs, like all of a sudden that becomes a concern, just like Nazem Kadri going bleep bleep and, mm-hmm. and turning things around because he, he seemed to lose his mind um, and, and being a big factor in two playoff series going the other direction. In the playoffs, like a night like tonight, guy, other guys just might go right at Matthews and Marner, yeah. right? Right while someone's take, right while someone's you know taking care of the yapping bunting, you get a couple that go right at Matthews Marner. That's where playoffs are different. Well, and I, I it's it's funny you you mentioned that because I had that exact thought. As much as I was loving it, then you know the Leafs are already up two nothing at that point. You're you're less than ten minutes into the game uh, at, at that point, and then you have the first power play jump right over the boards and I was sitting there going oh man if they immediately score and it's Matthews hat trick seven minutes in and this thing gets chippy you you never want that to happen but the thought uh, definitely definitely entered my mind there so uh, a uh, a good uh, sage piece of advice uh, for us all to uh, to keep an eye on as the Leafs enter the playoffs Brent Gunning and Gord Stellick here got a little bit more of this game to break down we will do that when we continue right here on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Leafs Nation postgame here. Brent Gunning, Gord Stellick alongside me. The Leafs clinch a playoff spot with a 3-2 win tonight at home over the Montreal Canadiens. Let's hear from Leafs blue liner, Morgan Riley. Morgan, what does it mean uh, to the group clinching a playoff spot with so much race pass to love this season? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it feels good. You know, we hadn't really talked about it much up until tonight, uh, even before the game. But, um, you know, I think there's lots of hockey left to be played. Lots of potential for movement within the standing. So I don't think we're going to read too much into it. we got to continue to to play some good hockey here, improve, and, you know, make sure that we're taking care of our, our business. 
longest serving league. What was it like to experience an event like this with Austin obviously being honored for setting the record? Mm -hmm. What was that like? Yeah, pretty cool. Obviously, he's doing something special right now, and to be a part of it's a lot of fun. And you just want to support him. Um, he's doing his his best to help the team. So you know when he's playing like this, uh, you know as teammates, you want to you know try to find him, support him, and uh, keep it rolling. Yeah, sometimes, but I think it's cool to try to live in the moment. Um, I think that gets lost a lot nowadays. And I think for him, you know, what he's doing, how he's doing it. I mean, there's lots going on that, that is quite admirable about, you know, his, his everyday demeanor, his character. And so I think we're just having fun with the moment and trying to support him, like I said, and just enjoy the ride. Uh, it's a mix. I think, uh, I think there's definitely an, an element to it where it's like a starting pitcher. You just kind of want to leave him alone. Um, but I mean, he's, he, he's our guy, you know, he's, he's playing cards on the road. He's going for dinner. So, you know, it's hard not to, uh, but I mean, he's focused. So I mean, he's just doing our thing. Uh, sorry, his thing and playing well. And, you know, it don't matter whether you talk to him about it or not, he's just going to go out there and play. Eric was just telling us he feels like it's fun going up against him in practice just because he's yeah. one of the best shots ever and mm -hmm. you get better. Like, what's it? How would you describe what it's like for you as a defenseman to go up against Yeah, it's not fun. I wouldn't say it's fun. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but no, it, it's cool. I mean, it's definitely one of the cool parts about playing for this team right now. Uh, I mean, the guys that we traded for, um, you know, at the trade deadline have, you know, made comments after games about his play and his performance and, you know, what he's able to do. And I've been lucky enough to watch it uh, now for a while. So, you just try to enjoy it. And I mean, it's not just him, it's Mitch as well. Uh, great player, Johnny, Willie, you name it, Muzz, Broads, all the guys, the goalies. So, you know, uh, but it's kind of his moment right now and he's he's making the most of it. So it's again, you know, um, not to be a broken record, but you just want to support him. You want to put him in a position to succeed because he's doing a lot for our team. It's important that, you know, his teammates return the favor. Well, I know the ice have playoffs, so I hope he's at the final ten to balance rest with the intensity that you want to keep yeah. going in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I think that, I mean, this past trip and this little stretch has been pretty tough on us, I think, in terms of a workload. So I think um, it's important now as players that, I mean, you treat your bodies well. Um, you take the time to try to manage your your energy, um, you know, on a night like tonight, eat well, you know, do what you can to, to, to prepare for a game on Tuesday, I think, right? So, um, I mean, we got a great staff here, though, that, uh, I mean, make sure everybody's taken care of. So we're very fortunate. Sounded like Morgan Riley was chastising us at the very end there, Gord. Eat well, take care of yourself, eat your vitamins, <laughs> and get ready for Tuesday's game uh, against the Sabres. Uh, Riley, he's seen it all. I mean, you've seen it all, Gord, but as far as current Leafs on the team, he's been through it all. And, man, uh, he feels like the oldest 28-year-old I can think of. It's amazing how long we've known him for here in Toronto. Well, I've said many times, not a slight against John Tavares. I, I just think, like, if he wasn't captain, Morgan Riley would be captain. I love listening to him. I love talking about being in the moment, being in the present. I, you know, um, I know he's not 21; he's older, but he's always had a maturity in how he spoke, and um, and that was perfect. That was perfect. Like like he's anyway. Yeah, I, I don't know. COVID world, you don't get to hang with the guy, yeah. hang with the guys. Just meet the guys, chat with them. M Morgan Riley's one the the one guy I gotta say I've had a lot from before doing that, and um, and that was just perfect. I'm, I, I I like a Leafs team going in the playoffs with Mo, Morgan Riley as their number one D. 
I'm uh, I'm thrilled to see it and thrilled it's not all on him on the blue line. That unit is so much stronger this year than it's been in the past. Gord, fun night tonight. Uh, the Leafs, they'll be back at it Tuesday with, who knows, Owen Power possibly making his NHL debut. We'll be back with a post-game pod. Gordo, always fun talking to you. But most importantly, thank you for listening to Leafs Nation. The Leafs, 3-2 winners at home tonight. Yeah.